Steve Accordagrail at Fortigree Sports Centre on Scarab Bay Community Radio. Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again to the Sports Centre show here on Scarab Bay Community Radio on 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM and on the TuneIn app in association with Dirk Credit Union. And on today's show, I'm joined as always by co presenter uh, Pat McNamara. On today's show, we're going looking back at the action of last weekend in the senior hurling and intermediate championships, and with a, a small view of looking ahead to the upcoming games that are going to decide the fate of all the clubs uh, in the coming weeks. In the company of well-known local journalist with the Clare Echo and other media outlets, uh, Mr. Derek Dormer. And now we're joined on the line by men very good to us here on Scarlet Bay Community, Community Radio. Always uh, available when 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 asked. Um, and well-known local journalist uh, with various um, media outlets, uh, Derek Dormer. Derek, you're welcome once again to Scarlet Bay Community Radio. Thanks for having me, Leo. How's yourself and Pat getting on? All well, Derek. Well, Derek. All well, Derek. Good to hear from you. Take, uh, grand to have a, a kind of a quite course. You you have a busy weekend. Your football uh, this weekend as well. We are kind of we are on the on the unemployment queue this weekend. Uh, thank God. But looking forward to a busy weekend next weekend. Derek, looking back to last weekend weekend's games and the state of play as the we we, we look forward to next weekend. What was your overall synopsis of last weekend, Derek? Well, Leo, for me, like. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Smith O'Brien's victory. I have to admit it. It for me it was a case of it was like Buster Douglas knocking out Mike Tyson. It was it was that the equivalent of it, in my opinion. They put in My God, you pulled a the fair one out you pulled you pulled the fair one out of the bag there, um Derek. <laughs> I, I did, I did. James, they, James they Buster worked, Douglas, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they worked um they worked like men possessed. They never give up. They turn bodies on the line. In 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 what has to be only described as blistering heat, like it was an incredible performance, and it highlighted something I've often said to you, Leo, and I'll say it again: hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. And by God, did they work hard? They really, really for a man. They just gave everything for the Smith O'Brien's jersey, and it was my moment of the weekend. Yes, there were better games. Yes, there was. Better scores all over the place. Peter Duggan has got a wonder pine chain and Donald gave an exhibition. But Smith O'Brien's as a whole, it gives hope to any team out there in the country at any level that if you work hard enough, nothing can stop you from getting a result. It doesn't matter who you're playing. If you're willing to work as hard as them Smith O'Brien's men did, anything is possible. And Derek, it is hard to see how you could turn around something in two weeks. Like They were very, very poor Okay, they stayed in contention in the first half again, Wiltones, but, you know, anyone who was at the game would say you could see Wiltones were going to pull away at will, which which happened. And Smith O'Brien's kind of took a very relaxed approach into last Saturday's game against Dynamo. They had nothing to lose. But as you said, like, they just worked harder and only for the freeze, I suppose, in the first half, Ina weren't really in the contest, even though, you know, I suppose maybe that's not a fair thing to say, but were, were Ina just complacent, Derek, uh, as well? You know, it, it didn't help them anyway, there's no doubt. No, and they, look, they probably turned up in Shannon thinking, no, the management team wouldn't be like that. They'd be getting everyone on board like this, a championship game. But players' psyche, they'd be looking at it. Players have apps on their phone, Leo, as well, you know. They were 1-14 to 14 in Paddy Power, like. 1-14 to 14, and the bookies seldom get it wrong so that seeps into the minds of players they probably thought they'd just turn <coughs> up go through the motions and beat Smith O'Brien's but although it was a shock result it was by no means a fluke Smith O'Brien's utterly deserved that and in fact 
they shot eight wides, Smith O'Brien's did in the opening quarter. Eight wides, yeah. and some of them poor. Smith O'Brien's could have been out of sight by half time. And Derek, sir, you know, pa- like, Patty, you just come in for a second there on what you're talking about there, which you said something minutes ago about the, the, the Wolf Tones game. Is there a chance the Wolf Tones are a bit better than we're giving them credit for maybe up to now too, and that maybe that's why Smith O'Brien's weren't able to stay with them in the second half? Because to me, Wolf Tones could be kind of a dark horse. You know, they're showing decent signs. They have, they're very good hurlers, Pat, all over the field. They don't have any weak hurlers. Um, and they have a potent forward line. When you have Aaron Cunningham, Aaron Shanahan, and Billy Connors, yeah. Keen O'Rourke, Dean Devaney, there's five top quality forwards. Ben O'Gorman, you know, I believe, centre back. Ben O'Gorman is, is, is top notch. Daryl Lohan. I mean, I was at the, the, the game between themselves and Crusheen. Now, they pickpocketed Crusheen. They did, like, they, yeah. they stole it. Um, I had to admire their characteristics of staying in the contest. They stayed in it. They were never... They, they, they laid after nine seconds and they didn't lead again until the 56 minutes. You know, so they stayed in it, which is a great characteristic of the side. They kept plugging away. When they got their opportunities, they took them. And yeah, maybe they are slightly underrated. I mean, last year they got to the quarterfinal. The market beat them. They'll be, you know, they'll be dangerous opponents for anyone on any given day. Could they win a county championship? Probably not. But, you know, you wouldn't want to be playing them in the quarterfinal and taking them lightly either, either Pat, you know. Yeah. And Derek, you know, looking at, at, at Crusheen, you know, and I suppose to all intents and purposes, we shouldn't be looking at them in senior championship at, at, at this year, you know, after what happened last year. But Crusheen have been, you know, they lost the six points to Ainamona. As you said, they were probably the better team in Tulla last Saturday evening, Derek, until Dahi O'Connell, the evergreen Dahi O'Connell came up with that that goal that, you know, propelled World Tones to victory. You know, and looking at the looking at it at the moment, okay, Ina Ina Mona have to play um World Tones, so Smith O'Brien's playing Crusheen. So to all intents and purposes, uh, Smith O'Brien's and Crusheen is probably um a relegation game, maybe. Well, Leo, the thing is Wolf Tones could beat Aina Kilnamona and you know Crusheen could beat Smith O'Brien's and all of a sudden you'll have three teams on two points and scoring difference will put one into a quarter final one into senior B and one into a relegation final you know what I mean that's how tight that group is I don't think that I don't think Aina Kilnamona will get a result against Wolf Tones I just think right. that Smith O'Brien's have rattled them and I think their season could be over now I will be in the minority there. People will say it was a blip. I Nicolomona will account for Wolf Tones and get to a quarter final and be dangerous opponents for anyone. They weren't, they they weren't could take, be they right. Weren't, yeah, they weren't taking the first day out either, to be fair, you know, against Crusheen, um, even though yeah. they scored 118. Yeah, and look, Ed McCarthy got 15 points out of their 20. Now, some mm. of them were sensational scores, but there was a lot of them freeze. Um, they don't seem to be flowing the way they were last year. I mean, if you remember, Leo, everyone in the county thought Aina Kilimano were going to be county champions last year, and I did tell you Bellier by a pint in that final. Well, me, me, <laughs> you know? me, me included win for Aina Mona, I tell you that much. But um, I, I just think that I, I think Wolf Tones could 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 knock him out of the championship, but it'll go down then to scoring difference because if if Crusheen beats Smith O'Brien's, and I have a feeling that they they might do. You know, and Smith O'Brien's, it, 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 it'd be awful to think that Smith O'Brien's could still end up in relegation after their performance last Saturday. But that's how tight that group is, above all the groups. That's how tight that group is. Yeah, it is, it is an interesting one and we, we look forward to it with relish. We'll, we'll be dealing with him more again next week. OK, uh, Derek, we go to the Clooney Queen, Kilmele, Erog and, and Scarif and 
here, Kilmeley, what about this one? This was the result of Norman foresaw Clooney Quinn and Kilmeley. Clooney Quinn, full value for their win over <coughs> Kilmeley. What went wrong with Kilmeley, um, Derek, that they were just so flat? I, 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 I'd, be, I'd be friendly with Colin Lynch and, uh, you know, I'd know Colin well and I spoke to him a couple of weeks before the championship began and actually the week of the Clare Cup final and he said to me, what we don't need now is a couple of years ago they won the Clare Cup and Aerog beat him here in Clare Castle in the first round of the championship. Right. So, after the Clare Cup and I spoke to Colin after that he was in the dressing room and he read the riot act the cup was in the middle of the dressing room but he read the riot act to him to not let that happen again and in fairness they had a few points tonight at the Clare Cup final which every team is entitled to do too, yeah. but they knuckled down they knuckled down and they went training and they got ready for Airog. I think they thought after beating Airog, the job was done Yeah. and they just slacked off in the last couple of weeks and, 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 and now they're they're in a battle now to, because you know, Airog, in my opinion, are the best team in that group anyway. Yeah. And I think Airog will will be Clooney Quinn, even though Clooney Quinn have two wins and the momentum. And I think that puts them on four, Clooney Quinn on four. And so if Kilmeli were to beat Scarif, and unfortunately, as much as I like Scarif, I think Scarif, Kilmeli will beat Scarif. But then it goes to scoring difference and... You know, Kilmeny losing by 14 points is a hell of a scoring difference to be turning around. Yes, Scarif on minus 11 and Kilmeny are, are my, Scarif on minus 12, Kilmeny minus 11, Aero plus 3 and Clooney Krim plus 20. But Derek, looking again at Kilmeny and I know you're friendly with Colin and that, do you not think the alarm bells rang in the second half? No, I agree with you, Aero are possibly the best team in it, although results don't lie. But you think not think the second half in Cusick Park where Airog made the comeback and only for was it a, a shot was blocked near the very end they could have even taken the lead with a minute to go I know Kilmeli got the last score do you not think the alarm bells were ringing for Kilmeli on the back of that second half performance? I think they should have been if they weren't anyway Leo I agree with you there they should have been you know they should have been and um, yeah it's Kil- Kilmeli have a, a load of great hurlers but sometimes you just need one or two huge leaders. If they're not, even if they're not the best hurler in the field, you need huge leaders. And that's no disrespect to any of the Kilmeley players. But like you know, it wouldn't have happened if Colin Lynch and Conor Clancy were playing themselves. That's the start of mm-hmm. leaders. Would you believe it? I actually that, said the same thing last yeah, Sunday. You know, if they were inside in the field, today, yeah. this would not. This would not be. It wouldn't be tolerated anyway. That's for sure. And Derek, no, just, that that's for sure. That we've discussed Kilmeley and rightly so because they're they're, they're Jekyll and Hyde team at the moment. A rogue. I, I kind of agree with Joseph and Leo that they are the quality, maybe the better team in that group. And yet, I, I see a little bit of flaws in Aero. I just I said it to someone coming out the last day that there's um, obviously their first half against Kilmele was terrible, but I thought their second half the last day after the first two minutes after of of, of the of the of the second half when when after um, uh, Shane O'Donnell got a brilliant goal just after halftime. I thought from then on, Kilmele or if Aero didn't see out the didn't see out the game that well at all and Scarif kind of grew into it and I'm just wondering is there a slight brittleness in Aerog as well because you know that was a game they should probably have pushed on at half time and won it by a lot more and yet you know Scarif were threatening and threatening and threatening if they had a bit more composure I think they could have made it very close I'm just wondering how do Aerog rate with what we might call the top teams of the bridge and Bellier in your opinion yeah well look you nailed it. You nailed it there in the head, Pat. The top teams are most definitely Six Mile Bridge and Ballier. I mean, eight county championships in the last eight, five and three. Like it, it does speak volumes. A rogue have 
Look, they have a genius in Shane O'Donnell. Let's let's be honest about it. And when I say genius, I don't use the word lightly. He's as, in my opinion, he's as good a hurler as there is in the entire country. Um, yeah. And when that game last last Sunday was in the melting pot, and by God it was, because in fairness, Mark Rogers, you know what a goal, and yeah, dra- he dragged good, yeah. the scarf back in, and Patrick Crotty hit a bit of form, got a couple of nice pints, and suddenly suddenly it was a three pint game. But when it was, when the need was the greatest. Shane O'Donnell got a pint from the touchline, from the acutest, acutest of angles, that only a Shane O'Donnell, a TJ Reid, a Tony Kelly, only a player that ill could get. And he got it to bring it back to four. And the game was over the moment that went over the bar. So whatever weaknesses they do have, and they do have flaws, and most teams do, yeah. but they have a genius in Shane O'Donnell. They have a top quality hurler in David Reedy. They have a top free taker in Danny Russell. And, uh, you know... Momentum is powerful in, in sport. If they get over Clooney Quinn, they'll be in the quarterfinal. They'll be a hard ask for anybody. They beat the bridge last year and they were probably disappointed last year with their semi-final performance. Although, you know, it went right down to the wire. They probably left it behind them. They feel a rogue. I wouldn't like to be playing a rogue in a county quarterfinal. I put it you like that, Pat. Yeah. Oh, their quality, no question. Derek, they've been around a while though. They're, 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 they're getting so far but not getting over the Holy Grail and they seem to be faltering kind of semi-final stage. You know, they've had their chances. You know, when the bridge were going well there for a couple of years, Iroke were the one team that put them to the pin of their collar but didn't get over the Maybe line. Maybe not enough new players are, uh, uh, you know, emerging either together, you know, to push yeah, on the other lads. But I suppose, Derek Dean, looking at Scarif, right, and the start they had uh, last, last Sunday was abysmal, to, to say the least. But, OK, we, we give out about the system they played or what they didn't play, but... I'd have to give great credit to the Scarafles last Sunday. I don't know how mentally they could get ready for... OK, obviously you build it up for a championship game. But to lose one of your players due to a serious injury during the week in the circumstances that it happened, Derek, it had to hit him like a, a, a bomb. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about it. That it, it was an awful big ask to get, you know, the players that would have played with him for the last year and the year before to get up, you know, to kind of come back to reality of a game like this. It had to, you know, and it did take its toll. There's no getting away from it. It did take its toll. Absolutely. And look, at the end of the day, you can sit down with your friend's cup of tea or a pint in a pub and argue about this system or that player or he should have got a yellow or he should have got a red or what was this fella doing? How did he miss that and everything? At the end of the day, Leo, it's all sport. And we have to look at what happened out in Scarif. And, you know, of course it had to have an effect. Everyone in the county is is sending their wishes, and rightly yeah. so. And, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is only sport. It's, you know, and it's not life or death. You know, everyone has to get up and go to work in the morning. Everyone has to look after their health, their family, and, and all that's far more important. And I would agree with you there. And I would even go a step further, and I, again... Mark McKenna is a lovely man and Scarif I, I have great time for them all out there and I, I, as you know I do and I'm a big fan of the Camogies players and, and what they've achieved the players were heroic in coming back from the start they had and as I said they brought it to the three points but I have to I have to do my job here Leo and, and analyse it as honest as I can and I'm yeah. only doing in my opinion they didn't help themselves by not putting a man in front of Shane O'Donnell, by not playing a sweeper, by going man for man against such a potent forward line. They're really... Look, I, and I hate to harp on about it, I think they shot themselves in the foot by that. I mean, you know, if, if Claire played Kilkenny in the morning, Brian Cody 
and he's you know he would have someone detailed for yeah, Shane O'Donnell no or somewhere to stop him and you know at club level he's going to run riot if you give him space and there, there was balls popped in front of him with no one around him and you just know that he's going to gather the primary position because that's a skill that he possesses above most clear forwards his ability to win his own ball and once he has it in his hand mm. he's turning you whether you're whether you're a Clarecastle fullback a Ballier fullback or the Limerick County champions or the All-Ireland champion fullback Shane O'Donnell will turn you and stick it in the back of the net yeah, so, so it's no Shane fault on the players like yeah, I just think He's been doing it for years, Derek, with three lads on him, he's able to win the ball. Exactly. So, you know, so I think I think Scarf didn't help themselves by not having a sweeper. Now, would it have made a difference? It might have, because Pat alluded to that Aero had some frailties. It might have. You know, if they'd have made it into a dogfight yeah. for the entire yeah, game, it would have been interesting. Yeah, yeah but yeah. look, I feel Scarf will be facing into a relegation game. I just hope the injury to Mark Rogers is into Jardy's knee. I hope for their sake that it's okay because they will need him. That relegation this year is only one game. You know, they will draw out of the hat. And I think that Scarif, as much as they'll try and get up for Kilmele, I think they should be preparing themselves to win one match and the most important match of the year, be it the relegation against whoever it may be, you know. And, um, yeah, I think that's that's Scarif's lot this year, unfortunately for them. They were drawn in a very tough group because... You know, Aerog, Kilmele and Clooney Quinn, all three of them would have fancied themselves to be in at least a quarter final, you know. So it was a tough ass from the start. Um, but they certainly have the characteristics to 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 stay up. Yeah, They'll yeah. just you know, they just need to focus on that one game and it in my opinion it will be the relegation decider, you know. Derek, before we leave this group and we have to give uh, Thomas Corbett uh, credit with Clooney Quinn. He went into the first round against Scarif with six newcomers, six lads making their champ- young lads. You know they have obviously they've been playing at a high level in the underage and have been un- nearly won a minor eight, which you know they just came up short once or twice. Just proven talent coming in Clooney Quinn, but to have the the you know I suppose last year they were gone again. They were really in a relegation playoff. There was only one way they could go was up, and. In fairness to him, he had the wisdom and the character and the guile to throw in the six young lads. And by God, have they come up trumps, uh, Derek? Absolutely, absolutely. But look, it kind of puts to bed this this notion some some clubs have and some managers will use. Ah, we're young, we're learning. Do you know, look, if you're good enough, if your your age doesn't matter, like you know, um. They have some outstanding young players. Derek Hill is going to, in my opinion, going to be a clear senior star in years to come. They have, they, they, and, and they're Keneally. more common, Leo. Oh, they're more Keneally common. to me is, yeah, Keneally is a yeah. serious prospect too. Not, yeah, a, not a big fella, but, but I tell you, reading the game and his driving forward is very impressive, John Keneally. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing about last year with Clooney Quinn. People tend to forget it. The market ended up in the county semi-final and had a free to take the game to extra time, which inexplicably Colin Ryan missed, and it was a free he'd never normally miss. So that's how close the market were. Yes, it took a Colin Ryan wonder goal in injury time to knock, out Clooney. To knock, Clo- mm, to knock yeah. Clooney Quinn out. And suddenly Clooney Quinn went from being in a quarterfinal into a relegation playoff. That's how close, close that group last year was in the market fecal Clooney Quinn. That's an Aerog. That was how close that group was last year. Oh, and Aerog in the market ended up in the county semi-final. Clooney Quinn in the relegation series did win their first two games and were safe no matter what the shambles came afterwards mm-hmm. and the fiasco yeah. of, of you know so they were never as bad as people assume because they were in that relegation thing last year and now you've added six quality young players into it and the thing is 
There's five or six more to come next year. That's right. That's there is right. a there is a conveyor belt there, and look, you'll be looking. And wait till wait till John O'Neill plays senior hurling, Leo. John O'Neill, exactly the man. I was just just going to mention him, and you know he he will tie things together there for sure. Uh, yeah, Tony Quinn will win the county senior hurling championship, in my opinion, in the next three to four years, definitely. Uh, I have to, I, I, concur, I concur with you on that and, one and, for sure. And plus that, one other thing about him, the farmer Ryan Taylor, he is showing oh his God. true quality in this championship. Uh, you know, Absolutely a brilliant year for Clare. And I tell you one thing, he's one of the county guys who has led his, his team this year, his club this year so far. And there's a lot more to come from him, I'd say. Absolutely. And they're clever too. People like... Their management team are clever and you take the game against Scarif, they played against the elements, they worked it short, short puckouts, worked it through the lines, popped it to runners. At the start of the second half, the Clooney Quinn management deployed Ryan Taylor in at full forward, created open space around him and launched long ball after long ball and in the opening five minutes, he landed two points and won three frees before they moved him back out. So they're tactically aware out there. They're thinking on their feet as a management team. They have young players. They have Peter Duggan. They have Ryan Taylor. Do you know, they, they, you put all that in the mix. That's a serious outfit. There's no doubt about that. And a, and a good side, as you said, an experienced side with the, with Fergal Lynch lending his expertise. He, he might be named on the bench maybe when the going gets tough uh, later on. But, you know, his fingerprints are all, all over that team as well. Absolutely, Leo. And look, he was coach of the Galway under-20s. This Fergal Lynch is... And I've seen a couple of his coaching sessions and, I, and I've been grateful to see him. Fergal Lynch is a top quality coach and he has a very, very good, astute hurling brain. So, like, they have a lot of... They have a lot of positives anyway. That's for sure. Come here, we turn to a, a group that you have great interest in and I suppose had great interest in last Sunday in the parish, the Battle of the Parish. But to all intents and purposes, uh, Bellier and Cretlo very much well ahead of the rest of the posse in this group, Derek. They are, they are. Now, Cretlo have only, and I in no disrespect, but Cretlo have only beaten Clarecastle and Broadford. And both Clarecastle and Broadford let Cretlo play Cretlo's game. I'll be interested to see how Cratlow get on against the bridge and the mills because I know mm. the mills now under Conor Dolan and with Colin Fitzgerald and Davey going in given sessions they'll be far more organised and far more tuned in than they were for the first round against the bridge month, and they only had a couple of days yeah they only had a couple of days before they play Clarecastle now they'll have had it three weeks do you know I, I, it, it'll be interesting to see if if you allow Cratlow hurl there's no doubt they can hurl I just don't think Best Bellier will, will let him hurl and I don't think the Mills will let him hurl. So I wouldn't be too sure yet about Cratlow's prospects. Bellier will be in the county final if they avoid Six Mile Bridge in the semi-finals. They're, they're the two best sides in the county. We, we know that. I can't see anyone stopping either side at the moment on form. So I just, I wouldn't be too gone on Cratlow. I think Clarecastle give him far too much freedom. I think Broadford give him far too much freedom. And if you do that, They'll work the ball short. They're used to it for years. Same with the football. They know how to runners off the shoulder, play it into space, switch the play, and they have you know they have some quality forwards. And there would be a dangerous side, but I don't think that I don't think they trouble any of the top teams in the latter stages of the competition. I could be wrong, but yeah. I wouldn't see them beating an Aerog, a Clooney Quinn. I wouldn't see them beating a Fecal and a Marcus. You know. Yeah. Bellier, the bridge. So I would, you know, they'd be in the top eight in the in the county, no doubt. But mm. I wouldn't have them in the top six. That'd yeah. be just my opinion now. Fair enough. And tell me this, Derek, from you know 
we all looked at your own the beloved magpies there I suppose as, as with the history they have and the history you have and the, the, and the love of, of, of you know a success there do you see any green shoots in Clarecastle's play because I mean you know, they gave Belly a good old battle in that in that uh, parish derby and um, do you see some green genuine green shoots coming there um I, I wouldn't be too sure, Pat. I wouldn't be too sure. There have a lot of young players and, you know, but Tony Quinn had six championship debutants and they, they've, they've, as we know, they soared and uh, soared to us and, uh, and, 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 you know, they really did put in a display that belittled their youth. Um, Ballier, kind of, I think Ballier were going through the motions. There was never a sense that Clarecastle were going to win the game. Yeah. You know, and Bellier were seven or eight up before Bobby Duggan got a great goal. Like in fairness to him, he's a, he's he's top quality, and Clarkasses would be lost without him. He's nearly good enough um, for a call up to the clear panel again, Derek. Well, I'd I'd never yeah I'd always have someone like that. I'd always be interested in someone that's six foot four, three and four can win primary possession and can score. There, like I I love players who can win their own ball. You know, at the end of the day. Um, you know, I'm I'm down with there with Fergie Lachlan, we're coaching Belly Brown, and Fergie's big mentor is if you can't, you know, all the systems in the world, he always used the word TJ Reed, TJ Reed, TJ Reed. Win your own ball, no matter what way it comes to you, high or low, that's what makes TJ Reed, TJ Reed. And Bobby Duggan can win his own ball, you know, Shane O'Donnell can win his own ball. The top players, they just seem to be able to, no matter what delivery is, they'll win it, they'll come out with it. And the players like that to me should always be around the inter-county scene but look I'm not Brian Lohan you know so I'm not going to be telling him his job um, yeah look Clarkassel and Broadford that match is going to decide everything that's going to be basically a shootout to decide you know I think the Mills will get a result um, I think bit, that they'll yeah. be far more organised than you know I think they're better than what they've shown and I think the Mills will get a result so Clarkassel and Broadford will be a home yeah. shootout to stay up, you know. Well, to you know, to avoid the relegation series. Yeah. Derek, turn into Group One, and you've already obviously, like everyone else, have put nailed your colours to the mess. Everyone expecting the bridge, you know, to come out of this one. Um, they're playing Whitegate next. You'd expect them to win that. Your market and Fecal and uh, Clonlara, Whitegate probably more or less out of it, maybe at this stage. Even you know, other results can dictate otherwise. But Fecal, Clonlara, the market, uh, three. Into one, who's going to come out there, Derek? Do you think? Oh, it's so hard to call. I just think that Newmarket will be Clanlara. Um, so you know, that's it might come then. down. It might well fecal, fecal. Their points difference is atrocious, though. Yeah, I don't. I just, I just think Newmarket will be Clanlara, and like. It will go down to the wire. There is no doubt the bridge will will beat Whitegate. Like, and that's no disrespect. I admire everything Terence Fahey does with Whitegate. Everything he did with Tulla. His team works so hard. They'll battle for each other, you know. But the bridge are just they have too many quality players for Whitegate, and and that's just plain and simple. They're fifteen top hurlers. They have no they have no T J Reid will say or you know or a Tony Kelly, but they have fifteen highest quality hurlers they have no weak link in any area of the field um, they will have too much for Whitegate I think the market will pull the result against Clonara I just feel that they were not hard done by um, credit to Fecal they kept battling they got the goal late on 
but I was doing commentary for Clare GA TV, so I was above that media box. And um, you know, without being too controversial, the market had a pint that was wave wide, that was one hundred percent a pint with about six minutes to go, feely from midfield, cut inside, and it was wave wide. I watched the replay on the TV; it was a definite pint. Um, so you know, that would have put him an extra pint up in the goal. Yeah, wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just think. You know, they they went toe to with the bridge for 40, 45 minutes. It's more than anyone else has done so far. Um, they took care of White at eight or nine points. They were unlucky to not to get the win. They drew. Their destiny's in their own hands. I think they'll have too much for Clonera, as in they'll have just too much fight and determination. Um, and no disrespect to Clonera either. They have quality hurlers. But I just, yeah, for me, the market will come out of that group. Yeah, interesting. But and you know, in fairness to White Kid, you know they've had their own uh, troubles uh, down there this year. You know, and it has to be it has to be hard for them as well. You know, to just mentally focus properly on the job at hand. You know, you know it has been troubled times uh, in White Kid as well. You know, as uh, yeah, absolutely. And I have nothing but admiration from because they work so hard out in that hurling field and that game against Clonera. There were, I think there were 11, 11 occasions throughout the contest. It was just the last five or six minutes Ian Galvin got a run and tapped over a few points and that was the difference. And um, I thought Owen Cork gave an outstanding display at full back, be it covering Galvin, be it be it covering Tots O'Connell when he came through the centre. He just put in a great shift, as, as did all of the Whitegate lads. I just, you know, I would never fault him for effort. Again, just Canlara had a bit more potency than him. You know, and that that's, you know, quality forwards will win you matches. Although, in my opinion, defences win you championships. But, um, yeah, look, I feel for them. But uh, I wouldn't be like to play them to stay up, let me tell you that, because Terence Fahey will... Terence Fahey's... Anyone who plays Hurland for that man better put in a shift, because if you don't, you'll be sitting above in the stand watching it with me. It's interesting you mentioned there the last couple of minutes the, of the Clonera game with White Gitten. I suppose that's the difference with the smaller clubs and maybe smaller panels. Um, Derek, they just don't have the, 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 the game-changing lads bring in from the bench in the last 10, 15, 12 minutes, even the last three or four minutes. You know, they're limited in what they have and uh, the stronger clubs would normally come through uh, in the last few minutes and that's kind of seems to be what's happening to the likes of Whitegate and maybe maybe even Scarif and 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 uh, and, and uh, Broadford and those as well <coughs> just that lack of quality power and quality on the bench yeah Pat look I was doing um, you know, I, was, I had a busy weekend actually I was doing commentary for that game too in the park with Owen Brennan and um, he said to me call it like and I said, I, that's very hard to call. I said, it could be a draw. I said, I have great time for Whitegate. I think they'll put in a great shift. And I said, I put it back on Owen. You know, I said, you call it. Mm. And he said, the heat out there, Derek. It's going to be energy sapping. You'll need 20 players to win the match. Whitegate don't have the 20 that Clonera will have. The bench will decide this outcome. <laughs> and he was right. He was right. Whitegate only made one substitution late on. Clonera emptied their bench and all of them contributed. So it's just the depth. You know, the smaller clubs don't have the depth of of the bigger clubs at the moment. And and in that heat this weekend, it was always going to play a factor. And fair play to Owen Brennan for flagging it to me. And he was spot on because with 10 minutes to go, you know, Clonera had five fresh legs on the field. 
Whitegate didn't have that up, you know, didn't have that in their arsenal to bring on five. And that's no disrespect to anyone who is on the panel for Whitegate. You know, they're, they're dealing with small numbers, as as we know, and they, they put in a shift and do their best. But yeah, the, the subs benches for the bigger clubs will we'll tell a tale, you know, it, it really does. Derek, I, I, as you said, as we're going to move away and off in the senior championship in a moment, you're saying the bridge and Bellier uh, to, to make the, the final. Is your own home parish of Bellier going to be the, of half your parish, are they going to be county champions again? No. No. Six Mile Bridge are going to win the county championship. We're going to, we're going to hold you. We're going to hold you to that Absolutely, anyway. Yeah, let's record the Six Mile Bridge are going to win the county. Now, saying that, in saying that, but, but, we, you know, like, Bellier do have the, the Lionel Messi of Hurland, you know, they do have the Roger Federer of Hurland, whatever way you want to look at it, they do have Tony Kelly. And when you have Tony Kelly, you know, not only could you win a county championship, you could win an All-Ireland club because he, like, he's, he could turn it on and nobody will stop him anywhere in Ireland. So they have that. They have extremely fit, hard workers. And I'm hearing something like I'm hearing something which might. I, I, uh, can you ask me in two weeks' time again? Because <laughs> I'm I, hearing I, I, Gary Brennan. Gary Brennan could be returning to I the was, team. I, I, would you believe it? I heard the, I heard wind of it myself today. Talks that, of it, um, yeah. talks of it, there was talks of him coming back. And, and if honest, he does, if yeah. he does. That adds an extra dimension because he's a very underrated hurler, Leo. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. Well, I suppose he's. If he has given great credit for his role with. Bellier over the years, I mean, he's the ball winner. He's a go forward. We to carry it forwards. He's an option to to, to throw out passes, and he'll score two or three. I mean, he got a brilliant point. Was it against the tip tip, tip I was just going to say that point. That point, that point in Cusick Park against Tullo South was unbelievable. He's one to yeah. never be forgotten up here where he Absolutely. took it in front of the stand. Yeah. He has a he has a he has he has a sporting brain, you know, which people tend to forget about. Can be so powerful. He nearly invariably always does the right and thing. And a big, thing, a, big game player, a big game player as well. I've had the yeah, question. Yeah, nothing at phase him. And if he comes back, look, look. If they avoid each other in the draw for the semi final, because there is no doubt, Ballier and the Bridge will be in the final four. Yeah. And if just that on, isn't the case, I, on if that, that isn't the case, I will come out live on air and eat my hat in front of Jim Collins. <laughs> That's what I'll do if, if Valier and the Bridge aren't in the final four. And in front of our watching other, radio audience. He's right. He's right. Yeah, yes, he's right. Yes, yes. He's right. He's right. as we speak. Derek. I have one more question. I want and to ask you that. If we each other, then we will be in for one hell of a county final. And if you were, one hell if, of a county final. If you were running a betting company and you wanted to set up um, as a betting, leaving out the bridge and... Bellier, who is your third, clear third team? That's that's nearly a trickier one. Now, Pat, you're going to break my heart down to make me answer this. <laughs> but I will have to say, oh, I'll have to say, Rogue, oh, God, it, it actually breaks my heart to say that. <laughs> we have you caught, we, yeah, have you, we have you recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, awesome yeah, record yeah, here, yeah. yeah. Do you miss into no, the, the cloud, yeah? The, the, in fairness, the rivalry seeker Castellarog is non-existent anymore, really and truly. But as no scale, look, I I just think Shane O'Donnell is genius. I think they have David Reedy, who's who's a top top quality hurler, you know, and they've they've power, they've strength. Yeah, they've a very and very running, important forward. Runner, runner, runners as well who can move, you know. Even Gavin Cooney yeah. the last day was outstanding yeah, for half the game. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah absolutely. And Liam Corey is rock solid. And, David McNamara you know, was Aaron Fitzgerald well. coming into it. And ah, look, they have a top goalkeeper in Philly Walsh. He's very very underrated. Um, yeah, look, they they would be probably yeah. I hate saying it, but they're, yeah, they'd be my third team. Yeah. <laughs> 
no fair. Can you delete that now? <laughs> don't worry, that's going to be highlighted, and you're going to you're going to be listening to that from for the rest of the year. Derek, we'll go through quick on the intermediate championship, and obviously uh, Group One: St. Joseph's, Tober, Killinane, and Nomarkin in the Mills. St. Joseph's and Tober, uh, definitely clean, clean cut there. Clean yeah. cut there, coming out of there. Um, I suppose whoever's going to be the third team. Uh, Newmarket it looks, looks like. like Newmarket what's your thoughts on that one Derek well I, I look I, I, I think Tubber Tubber are the team to beat to be honest I um, they're very very potent forward line um, they're very well organised Ivan Conway's the manager out there now um, a good man known for a good man for party yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and he was a good hurler back in his day and um, good forward they're very very well organised um, they have Pat O'Connor playing in the sweeping role and they'll work it short they'll pop it to Pat and let Pat distribute it and no better man he'll pick out Donald McMahon or he'll pick out one of the earlies in the corner they have youth in the middle of the park they have lively forwards they've put up big scores it was attested for him at the weekend against Bearfield uh, I think at the moment they're the team to beat. Is there anyone that can get into the county final apart from Tubber and Bearfield? I wouldn't be so sure. Yeah, that needs that I, group I, in. Uh, can we, looking at the second group then, you've Rouen, the bridge, Partine, Clannera and Corofin. Rouen in the semi-final last year, all, almost, they're, they're, gone, they're gone, they're gone really. It's looking like the bridge, Partine. Leo, 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 pass, don't get me started on that, on that Rouen. I'll definitely, I'll definitely, you'll definitely get phone calls in because if you ask me about that, I'm going to say something I know will get me in trouble. We so, we, we, we must ask you about Rowan, so Derek. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, all I say is here, like, sometimes I just wonder what teams do because I'll tell you this now. I, I was at that game, I covered it. Score half time was 110 to 1-8. And Robin Mounsey was responsible you told for me, you told me this off here, one six yeah. or one seven of that. One three from play, he assisted two points and was fouled for two freeze. That's one seven out of the one ten from midfield. Whoa. Strangely enough, the bridge were trying to figure out how to curtail him when Rowan decided themselves to put Robin Mounsey in full forward for twenty <sighs> minutes. Yeah. When they did when they did, the bridge outscored him one ninety two. Oh my god. When Robin Mounsey came back out to midfield for the last 12 minutes Rowan outscored the bridge 1-3 to a point it, 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 so says, it says it all to be fair he's a very good the three player quarters, the three quarters that, that Mounsey played in midfield Rowan scored 7 points 1-3 and 1-3 the quarter he was in at full forward they scored 2 points I think that story says it all he's the one bright light in that club at the moment isn't it Oh, he's an outstanding hurler, outstanding hurler. But I just couldn't believe that when Six Mile Bridge were trying to figure a way to curtail him, Rowan themselves took him out of Quite the game. Change was working, I, yeah. Do you know, because like they don't have the strength in depth do you know, to, to get the supply into him. I could understand positioning him in at full forward if you had someone out there like him that's going to deliver quality ball into him. But he was the one delivering the quality ball. He was the one doing the damage. You know, so it was very strange, very strange, and um, there they they paid the price. They're now out of the championship, the championship. and they had two they had two opportunities to level it, but they chose that they felt the draw wouldn't be good enough. They went for goal on a twenty-five yard free oh. that was saved. It was they pulled in it, went out for sixty-five. They dropped the sixty-five in, and that was cleared, and the whistle went. If they'd have tapped over the twenty-five yard free, there would have been another forty-five, sixty seconds. The game is a draw. Win the puck out. Sixty seconds is a lifetime in Holland, lads. Yeah, Do you know, sixty mm. seconds is a lifetime. So, you know, and I like Ren. Um, 
you know, I think they're a great club and I just feel that they left us they left, left a behind. chance of left it behind them, yeah. Turning to the, the final group, uh Derek, which is Bear Ionic in Lamona is an East Clare group, Tulla Ogunlo, uh but I and Ionic in Lamona. Ogunlo, you know, you're talking about Kilu getting the result of the weekend uh, in round one. Uh the week out here in East Clare, the result for the weekend was Ogunlo defeating Tulla in the Intermediate Championship. And what I threw with Aina Kilimona, last minute Aina Kilimona, pint to get a draw. Last weekend, obviously, Tulla got the better of Aina Kilimona. And but I overcame Ogunla by the minimum in an East Clare derby. Yeah, that's that group was going to go right down to the wire and hard to call. Um, Ogunlo, uh, look, Ogunlo were one of my highlights of last year. And I didn't see much of the junior championship. I'm not going to lie. But I covered the Munster club campaign. Yeah. And that day below on the bridge against the Waterford champions, I think it was Bricky Rangers, was Correct. it? Correct. Um, oh, that, that game to me just, that was one of the best games of the year last year. Um, some of the Ogunlo goals were incredible. There was pints wave wide, wives giving us pints. There was pitch line invasion. It was just a, it was just an encounter I'd love to go and watch every weekend. So, like, my heart would be shouting for a Gunlo forevermore after what I saw last year in the Munster Club. I will always be in a Gunlo fan, so you know, I wouldn't know too much about the rest of them to be honest. Um, you know, Tull obviously are going to be there thereabouts. Yeah, you know, it's, they it's, have it's, David McInerney. Yeah. You know, but I'm a big Gunlo fan after last year's Munster Club game below on the bridge. It was just one of my highlights of the year. Um, you know, I just thought to give a performance of a lifetime. And um yeah, they were they were outstanding that day and they warmed to my heart and I'll always be a Gunlo fan ever since. Can I tell you one thing? You've lots of places to stay out here now anyway, doesn't whenever, whenever you call out. But maybe not, but I... Yeah, but I, I can't go to Aero. I'll tell you one thing. You want, I can't you're, go to you're, I'll tell you one thing. You want, you, want, you want to put the pedal down when you're going through, but I, Derek... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, Derek, uh, but I can tell it... Uh, no tea uh, in your house for me, sorry, Leo, no. You'll have to come in the back door. <laughs> <laughs> but, under, under the cover of darkness. <laughs> but in fairness, Derek, uh, to Brake, great win over a gun, though. You know, we covered it here on Scarpe Radio and Petal Lucha. Brilliant atmosphere, brilliant evening, East Clare. It was yeah, everything in East Clare. In, yeah, 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 without doubt. And again, it's Tuller versus Bodike the next day. Another East Clare derby, bringing them all the way down to the bridge to play it. You would expect O'Gunner probably pet and Derek get over in the Kilimona. The Tuller Bodike one, Tuller probably slight favours, but expect the unexpected. Absolutely. And look, just so I can get a cup of tea now in Bodike in your house here. Do you know, I must, we have to go back to the under 21B final last year. Like, that was an epic. You know, that was yes. all the way to the penalties. And I know it was heartbreak in the end, but that was uh, one of the best games we, we saw. We were there. I was with Chief Ireland right. in the park, and it was outstanding. So, like, there's there's a place in my heart for Bodike too, Leo. Like, I just, you know, don't, you know, but. Um, Covering all yeah, bases look, now, Derek. Tough ask. You're going well now. You're going well now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be, look, look, it will be tough for him against Tulla. Yeah, absolutely it will. Tulla are seasoned. They have, um, they have David McInerney, obviously, you know, top, top, top hurler in the country. But, um, you know, they have Sean Weasley come there, lethal from place balls. Yeah, um, look, it, it can go down to the wire. Could I call it, I suppose, if I had to, I would say Tulla probably be slight favourites, but... You know, Smith O'Brien showed everyone last Saturday how to beat the team that's supposed to win, and that's just work harder. And if you work hard and work harder than the opposition, well, then 
you'll be there thereabouts coming in the 55th minute and 56th minute and then it's a case look your opponent in the eye and say do you want it more than me or do I want it more than you and that's what that's what a lot of these matches will come down to is character and you know there'll be no lacking character out in Budai can you really I'll tell you that much you can you can bet that that's for sure but come back into your original point Derek at the outset regarding the Intermediate Championship you're probably putting your uh, hat on Tubber uh, lifting Paddy Brown this year I take it. I th- I think Tubber will lift Paddy Brown. I th- I just think they're extremely well organised, extremely well coached, and they know exactly what they're doing, and they have a very potent forward line. And Donald McMahon is a powerhouse at that level, club level, intermediate. He has been in with the Clare seniors all year, you know, training with like steel sharp and steel, as you know. And if you're in training every week there with your Tony Kellys and you know your. Shane O'Donnell's and you know you know players and Connor Cleary's and you're in there watching them and what they do to get to that level it's going to benefit you and when you're down then playing with your club at intermediate level you know that's and it's no disrespect to intermediate level good God it's going to be a hell of a championship but from inter-county top you know level down to that you're going to excel they have McMahon who is a powerhouse they have the two earlies in the corner they're a very potent forward line I think you know, most people thought Dora Bearfield would probably be the winners. You know, they left it behind them last year against Smith O'Brien's. But again, it goes back. Smith O'Brien deserved that last year because they worked harder in the final than Bearfield did. Well, you know, and yeah. that's what it comes down to. In my opinion, hard work beats everything. Yeah, and that's worth repeating because it is quite true. One quick one there on Group 2 there. Corafin have a lot of good individuals, but I suppose being senior in football... A lot of the same lads, and I know you see the football as well. You've seen them probably playing football have you this year. If not, I'm not sure if you have or not. But I'm hearing the Cahills and those, and of course, obviously, obviously Malone and those are flying it and uh, for Corofin. So, do you think a club of Corofin size will be able to drive on in both in both codes, um, uh, Derek? Or do you think you know one will be affected by the other a bit? I I honestly believe that that a dual club is a successful dual club is an extreme exception to the rule. I just I just can't see it myself. And I think the fact that they're senior and got the win in the football in the opening round, I think it will to take away from their hurlers. I I think that the senior footballers will probably get the two nights a week. The hurlers might get one night every two weeks. I don't know. I don't know exactly how the training's gone out there. But like Bear Cratlow in twenty fourteen, you know, winning the double which you know is uh, was it ever done in Clare I'm not so sure how many times has it been done all over the country I know it was done up in Derry which Slock Neil and that but like yeah but it is a rarity it, like, and I, I will ask you this Pat I'll put it back to you on this way yeah. how many senior Holland titles or senior football titles would Cracklow have won in the last 10 years if they just played one court they'd have a couple of monsters in each I'd say do you know, so yeah. if they'd abandoned one and just played the other, do you know, they yeah. definitely have more one than they do. But so in fairness, I, I suppose you've got to credit teams like clubs like that who do give both codes equal status as well. And absolutely, no credit yeah. to but, them. But I just don't think it's possible. It's not possible really, I don't yeah. think it's possible. You know, you'll come up against someone who doesn't do it, who just focuses on one, like Kilmurray Albrecht, and how many times did they beat Cracklaw? Six Mile Bridge. You know. And how many times the Six Mile Bridge yeah. beat Cracklock? Quick one. Yeah, and that's yeah. that'd be my answer to that, Pat. Quick final question on the overall thing so far. Uh, 
Derek, you, you might just name for us maybe maybe three players. Maybe give it, say three for the sake of argument, not currently or last year or the last couple of years on the Clare panel that you think are putting their hands up from what you've seen so far. Derek, you want for Tony Quinn anyway, definitely. And I'm going to go with all youth here now. Yeah, yeah. Which is one in a corner for fecal. Right, right. And I don't know, I'm going to shoot myself in the foot here, but I don't know how, I don't know the age of Patrick Ryan from Scarif. He's 20, I thought 20, 21. Well, I thought he was very impressive. Good unit. Very yeah, impressive. Yeah. I thought he was very impressive, very hard working, and has contributed on the scoreboard for him. Strong. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. A strong, big, powerful unit, and very impressive and very hard working. Yeah, I, I was very impressed with... Um, with the, those players um, Adam Hogan also I know he was brought onto the panel this year and did get a few minutes against Waterford mm. I think Adam Hogan from Fecal will be a top top inter-county hurler for many a year um, if I had to pick anyone he would be my go-to player that will have an outstanding future Adam Hogan I think I just I think he's class personified to be honest Fair play. Pat, I'm going to turn that question on you as well. The fact that you asked Derek, I'm yeah. going to ask you the same question. Have you anyone well, that you think could have uh, could come in? I'd agree with a lot, nearly all of what Derek said there. In fairness, the other one I'm very impressed with is Keneally, the centre back from Clooney Quinn. And again, I'm not sure of his age. Oh, he's young. He's, he's young. He's young. But he's I tell you 19, one thing. Yeah. Well, if you know, uh, uh, as Derek said, we saw him. Ron, we saw him first of all in the good enough, in the minor eight quarter If they're young enough, they're good. After, if they're good enough, they're old enough. Is the thing. He's one that has really, really impressed me. Uh, no question about it. Um, Definitely. He was outstanding Saturday, he's, he's all right, one, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. He's probably the one that sticks out. And, and, and obviously, Derek Hill as well. Um, off the top of my head, I can't, I can't think of anybody else. Adam Hogan for certain, but I suppose we, we'd have been kind of including him as being on the, on the, on the scene already. Does uh, the lead in our own club, Ian McNamara, hopefully, maybe he might need another year or another 20 to bulk up on that. I think he will make a, uh, an inter-county standard hurler, you know, with the pace he has and, and the hurling he has. And uh, Keith Smith was on the last year a bit as well, so I don't include him. He probably didn't have his finest day the last day, but uh, he's young. Uh, yeah, but Clo- certainly one of the clubs that you'll be looking at is Clooney Quinn to produce two or three very good clear players in the next two or three years. Derek, I agree with you on that. And another, absolutely. Is it, and another and is isn't it great? Isn't it great to have him coming through? Isn't it? Spread, uh, spread around different clubs as well. Absolutely. Derek, I'm surprised at you that you didn't pick one from your own club and one one from me that Can I, I ask, think I think he's going yeah. to be nailed on. I think coming yeah. in will be. Um, the midfielder, McDermott, Killian McDermott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I didn't want to be, you know, putting my magpie hat into oh, Killian's a, no. Ma- a fabulous, yeah. fabulous holder. Yeah. He, no, he is, he is a fabulous holder. No, he is, yeah. He, he's a great engine. Um, he's an athlete and he will score and he's brave. Um, yeah, look. Um, um, Kian Brodick is very he good. Might, he might lack a bit of physicality at the moment, yeah. you know. The inter-county game, like you, you look what Limerick have done to us. Look what Clare had to go through to get to compete toe to toe with Limerick. I mean, it's so physical now, you know. So he might need work in that area, strength and conditioning wise, and which is now lads, it's it's massive. It's absolutely huge. Oh. Um, like they're they're to play, you know, the day of turning up there, like uh, with the the togs and the socks and the boots and going out and playing tis gone like you know it's just gone these they're incredible athletes now and the, the effort they put in for amateur sports to just be competitive at club level they've what they have to do now you know with diets gym works swimming pools 
you know, just it's it's unbelievable. And people will turn up there on a Saturday and a Sunday to watch a match. You know, and my biggest peeve, and I know he didn't bring me on to talk about it, but my biggest peeve is the old hurler in the ditch. You know, you'll, you'll hear him saying, Asher, Jesus, this fella or that fella, what's he done? You know, he's put in six months of his life without yeah. probably having a social mm-hmm. life. True, true. Do you know? He's, you know, he's not going out drinking at the weekend. He's not gallivanting. He's putting everything he can in to represent his club in senior club championship. No, no chips and burgers. I, just, and I, think, I think we owe them all a great debt because they provide us with the greatest show on earth. There is nothing better than a club championship match going down to the wire, be it below on the bridge or Shannon or in the park. You know, and it's just epic stuff. And these lads deserve huge, huge credit for giving up their lives to entertain others. You know, and I, I, I really do hate the hurlers in the ditch. I'm really sorry now, but I had to get that off my chest. Good man. And uh, following on from that rant about the hurler in the ditch, what about the camogie woman um, on the ditch? And who do you think um, is going to pull the senior championship this year? Given, I know, the first round, a lot of mismatches maybe. Where do you see the Senior Camogie Championship or who do you think is best placed? I think Trua Clonera. If anyone's going to top it, Scarif Law, I think it will be Trua Clonera. Now, Scarif Law are an outstanding side. I, I love everything they do um, because they epitomise what I believe in, which is hard work. They will just work, 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 work all day. And if Scarif Law do come out of Clare, I've no doubt they will be Munster Club champions yet again. I just, just, I just think people outside of here and in the know underestimate the Clare Championship. It is very hard to win. Um, I kill the morning. I, you know, will be there or thereabouts. Very hard team to beat. Um, Fika Killinane are improving all the time. Kilkishan Badike, you know, are no pushovers. It's it's a tough. The clear Camogie Championship will be tough one to win. The market, the market are hard tough to enough. beat. Mm-hmm. Do you know they have some quality players too? I just think the old adage of you must lose one to win one. You know I don't believe in that, but I believe if you do lose one, you come back the following year, like with you know with the minted possess you know the mintedness to win it. And I think that True Clonaro might just have that insatiable hunger that they just might outwork everybody this year. And if they outwork teams, they certainly have the quality with Emer Kelly, Anya Lachlan, Becky Foley back from injury. They have the quality. The Powells have benefited all year from playing with the player set up. Sinead Hogg. You know, they they have... True Canara definitely have a county championship in them. I think they might have that insatiable appetite after last year's defeat. If Scarver Gunlow have the same appetite because they've yet to go back to back, like, you know, they did win it, lose it, win it. So maybe if if they get it into their mindset to go back to back, if Scarver Gunlow have the same appetite as True Canara, then Scarver Gunlow will win. <clears throat> but if they're lacking, if they only have 98%, Pat, Leo, if they only have 98%, Troy Clonara will be the county senior Camogie champions because I think they have an insatiable appetite. And it will go back to what I said hard work will win every day. Derek, as always, it's very good to take the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. We have covered a lot in, in our hour here uh, today, here on, on, on the programme. And as always, yeah, and Leo, you've got me barred from several places all over Clare. So, <laughs> you know, when I'm really stuck, I'll be out in your pet's house for a cup of tea. 
Don't worry, we, oh, won't, we, we, won't, we, won't throw, we won't throw you out, Derek. Tea at least, yeah. We yeah. won't throw you out. No way. Derek, as always, very good to talk to you. Lads, thanks a million. It was a pleasure talking to you. Cheers, Derek. Take care. See you soon again. And that concludes our sports and show here today on Scarab Bay Community Radio on the 88.3 FM and 92.7 FM in association with Derek Credit Union. My thanks, as always, to Corpus Inter Pat McNamara. A very special thanks to our guest, uh, Derek Dormer. And also thanks to the men in control tower is, is Jim Collins. So all that remains is for me to dial. Until we meet again, it's Bannock Day, August Sloan.